My leg, it hurts. It really fucking hurts. I hate when the weather gets dry. I get this thing called cellulitis. And it's no joke. It's a real fucking bitch. Frank, it sounds like your week's already off to a pretty rough start. <sighs> yeah, I've been hobbling all week. This is what happens every year when uh, when it gets dry. Yeah, I've had it. I've had it really bad a couple of times, but it's starting to feel a little better. But hey, I got a whole bunch of uh, coupons for uh, Sargento today, so I'm not going to need to buy. I'm not going to. I'm going to be able to get some uh, cheeses for a while, and Sargento to me is the best cheese you can get. Oh, that's amazing. How'd you come into those? Someone sent it to me. There you go. Pretty soon you're not even going to have to leave the house. People are going to be sending you everything you need to uh, to live off of. Yeah. Uh, but What's yeah. going on, Frank? What, what else is going on besides uh, you got your cheese, you got your... Uh, cellulitis. What else? What else? Well, a uh, new today? Royal Dog episode dropped today, and I filmed a new one today. Uh, so that's going on. Can you tell us a little bit about the episode that dropped today? Uh, it was next door to American in uh, Detroit. It's Lafayette. Oh, and uh, I want one. you to listen closely at the end of it. Or when I'm outside, you hear this knocking. That's the sound of spider shivering. It was that cold? It was like 12 degrees. Wow. It seems like we may be past that weather now. Not oh, I hope so. You must have had some pretty good walks uh, the last two days with this weather now. Uh, nope, I haven't. Why not? Because your leg? Yeah. And it sucks. Uh. That's a shame. These are the two best days to be outside. I know. It fucking sucks. Well, I got I, moving. At least I got a little moving a little more today than I did yesterday. So that's a good thing. Is there anything you could put on that? Uh, I'm doing cold compresses. I got a uh, some friggin' uh, uh, antibiotics to hopefully get the swelling down. That sucks. It's like some people get chapped lips and then you get chapped leg, basically. Yeah, well, I also have dropped cracked hands, too. Oof. You're falling apart. Ugh. It sucks. Well, has conference tournament play uh, kept you happy at least during these times? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, today's, today's kind of a lull. There's like a lull in the action today. You had a lot of first round action games in the, the big uh, in the big conferences, but the uh, the smaller conferences they don't seem to be uh, going today. So it looks like uh, they'll have their championships on Friday and Saturday. And meanwhile, the the big the, the big conferences are now doing their first rounds. Uh, Duke is all of a sudden looking like they might go on a little run. Yeah, 
Yeah, Duke looked good tonight. Um, Syracuse, too. Syracuse beat NC State by 21 points. It was their most points in a conference tournament game since 2009. Jim Beheim's son went off for 27 points. Yeah, so it uh, looks like things are starting to uh, come together. Yeah, and then you got UNC beating up on uh, your boys at Notre Dame tonight, uh, wow. as we speak, actually. Well, Notre Dame is a football school. Hmm. <laughs> That's true. Notre Dame basketball team is an 11 seed, and North Carolina is a 6 seed, and they're missing one of their best players, but uh, it doesn't really matter, honestly. Yeah, no, Notre Dame didn't have a good year. No. And then tomorrow we got uh, Seton Hall, a rematch against St. John's, who uh, they got off to a hot start against on Saturday, and then they totally what a, shit the what bed. A, what a disgraceful performance by Seton Hall on Saturday. Disgraceful. Absolutely, totally fucking disgraceful. Yeah, and it's just a shame because, like, Mamu's been so good this year. He got co-Big East Player of the Year. There's three Big East Players of the Year all sharing the title. This year, Mamu was one of them. I mean, the only chance uh, Seton Hall has to get in the tournament now is they have to beat St. John's and maybe win a second game. At least. I don't even know if that would do it. I mean, what are they? They're only 12 and 11 right now? I think the fact that they had high expectations will help boost them. Yeah, but, I mean, the name, definitely. But, I mean, I, they just look dead. They've looked dead for a yeah, while. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I have no expectation for no Winchamal. They, no, have been, they have been so bad the last six weeks. It's really a shame. It's a shame because they've... They've made the tournament every year since uh, since the 2014-2015 season. I mean, uh, I mean, it's just incredible how they've just fallen apart. Yeah, the injuries. Uh, obviously, Miles Powell left. Um, it's just really too much to overcome. Yep. So, but well, yeah, Rutgers should be... get in. Rutgers should get in for the first time in 30 years. Yep, that's right. Rutgers will get in, and uh, or they have a good chance of it, and. You know, that'll be good to at least have one team at least repping the Garden State. Yep. And then we got March Madness next week, so there's nothing like that. Hopefully it's uh, less of a lull than this conference tournament play has been so far, but things should heat up. Oh, by the way, too, uh, Drexel is now dancing for the first time in 25 years. I actually remember when Drexel went in the 90s. They won yeah, like two or three times in a, in a couple-year period. Yeah, 96 was the last time they were in it. So I wasn't even alive yet. That was 96 March Madness tournament. That was two months before I was born. I was rooting for Bryant yesterday. Bryant would have been a first-time uh, 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 the, the, the tournament team. Yeah, and then also uh, apparently the Ned Flanders school won their tournament too and are going to March Madness. Who's the Ned Flanders school? I got to look that up, but there's like in the Simpsons, it's like on the wall, it's a certificate of a college degree from this university. Uh, oh, it has Flanders. to be Liberty. It has to be no, Liberty. No, it's not Liberty. Not Liberty? Oral Roberts University. Oh, okay. Well, Liberty is almost the same uh, venue of uh, Oral Roberts. They were fourth in the Summit League, and they won the Summit. They upset San Diego State 
or South Dakota State, I should say, in the uh, the final. Or, or no, all right. So they upset San Diego State in the semifinal on Monday, and then South Dakota State, and then they also upset North Dakota State in the final last night to clinch hmm. the tournament bid. Yeah, yesterday there was a bunch of uh, teams going in. I mean, Gonzaga had their scare. I mean, Gonzaga now has the pressure of the world against them. Undefeated. Yep, they're either undefeated or they're failures. I know, and honestly, it's Final Four bust, I think, for them at least. Yeah, I mean, boy, I, I did, I did, uh, it was a good test yesterday, though, you know. I think uh, getting pushed might actually help them. And that they might finally... They might finally actually get uh, some uh, break uh, that they might uh, that that test might actually help them in the end. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the the only thing you worry you worry about them is what happens to them when they get pushed to, uh, pushed. And uh, yesterday they showed a good. A, uh, something uh, a good signs when they uh, by coming back from their uh, bad first half. Yeah, they were able to to win a close one. So that's always and, good. And BYU might actually get in. Yeah, I think that they deserve it. Honestly, They're BYU pretty good might actually get in because uh, you know there's one extra at large team this year because no Ivy League. Yep. Which kind of sucks, because you always like that Ivy League team in there, like to see how they do. I know, but, you know, Frank, you know their new policy, no more sports. Nope. I think BYU definitely gets in, though. They're 18-5, and 13-3 in their conference. I mean, who are you going to let in? You're going to, I mean, uh, uh, Seton Hall or something like that, or some of these other teams? I mean, Duke doesn't deserve to be in this year. That Duke does not, unless they wind up like going far in the ACC tournament, which is definitely a possibility. But I guess we'll see on that one. Um, Frank, I really like, um, I really do like Illinois though and Baylor. I do. I think that they're. I like them better than Gonzaga. Oh God, no, not Baylor. (laughs) I fucking hate Baylor. Why? That is a scumbag school. (laughs) RG three. No, they've had too many, too many fucking incidents at Baylor. Players killing each other. Uh, too many, just like weird, like scandals. Do you remember the Ken Starr scandal? Yep. I mean, they've had too many fucking things go crazy in that at that school, I, 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 they are a bunch of fucking scumbags. I do not want Baylor anywhere near the fucking tournament, the championship. And speaking of scandals, um, Creighton, their wind is kind of out of their sails big time. Really, yeah. ever since uh, Greg McDermott. Huh. Uh. So. It'll be interesting, though. I mean, it's always expect the unexpected. So, it's really yeah, how this, this could end up being a crazy month. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. 
I mean, uh, well, what about Kansas? Uh, your football program is now in shambles again. I know. I mean, the Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks football program might be the worst program in um, in Division One. I mean, the hiring of Les Miles could not have been more of a disaster. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, they 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 couldn't win with before him. He couldn't turn them around, and now he's gone. They're a basketball school. Speaking of basketball schools. What about the in the Big Ten, Frank? I mean, Maryland, 21-2. and two. They're on a 10-game winning streak. Indiana's won nine in a row. Rutgers has won, like, nine in a row. I actually think that they're going to get uh, – the, uh, the Big Ten is probably going to get eight or nine teams in the tournament. Probably. I mean, Northwestern, too, 14-7. and seven. Iowa's – Fifteen and eight, they're ranked. Michigan State, Ohio State. I, I mean, uh, the Big Ten is clearly the best conference. I think Michigan and Illinois both have great chances to win a national championship. Yeah, the Big Ten. The Big Ten is 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 strong and deep. Yeah. I just realized I was reading the women's. <laughs> <laughs> the women's standings. Well, the men's, but the men's, it's kind of similar similar teams this year. Sim- similar uh, men's and women's programs both performing well, I would say. we got Michigan 19-3, and three, Illinois. Maryland, I have to correct myself, they're 15-12 and 12 hmm. in, the, uh, in the Big Ten. Rutgers is 14-10, and 10, so they have a chance, but they need to win some games in the tournament. Wisconsin 16-11, Ohio State 18-8. Purdue is doing well, too, 18-8. Well, uh, I, that's why I think they'll get eight or nine teams. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then what about the Big East? I mean, it was kind of a down year in the Big definite East. Definite down year. Definite yeah. down year for the Big East. Uh, uh, if St. John's beats Seton Hall, which they probably will, uh, they'll probably want to make the tournament. Uh, yeah, I, uh, that, that, I think St. John's would uh, deserve to get in. Yeah, Seton Hall's lost four in a row. Feels even like It feels like even more. Yeah, Connecticut, UConn's going to make it, I think, too. They're 14-6. and six. Hmm. So. Yeah, Creighton will make it. Uh, Villanova will make it. Although Villanova, I think, is going to crash and burn. Well, yeah, they. I mean, I don't think they're even that good this year. Well, they've had a lot of injuries yeah. in the last couple of weeks. So I think they'll be like uh, one of those ripe teams for a big upset. I'll tell you what, we got five teams in, in the uh, Pac-12 who will probably be in. Arizona, UCLA, Colorado, USC, and Oregon. All have at least 17 wins. Well, uh, it's going to be nice. Uh, uh, selection, uh, selection Sunday. Yeah, for sure. You know... We were sitting here uh, 52 weeks ago, 364 days ago, recording when everything was falling apart. Yeah, of course. That was the uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert night. Yep. 
and the day before that when he was making the jokes with the with the mic the mics and everything and the recorders. You know, Rudy Gobert, what a fucking asshole. He did turn out to be an asshole for that. Um and then also he screwed screwing around with his teammates too in the locker room and then he contracted COVID to Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> you know, uh <clears throat> the NBA uh, second half is starting uh, after the lackluster, horrific All-Star game. Yeah, what did you think of that? Stop with the gimmicks. Just go East versus West. Whatever the score is, the score is. It's You're not going to change the, 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 the outcome of the game, and nobody's going to care about Team LeBron versus Team Durant. East versus West, maybe you could get wrap your fingers around that. Just go back to tradition, please. And Team LeBron absolutely wiped the floor with them, too. Well, Team Durant was pretty uh, compromised. I mean, uh, Team Durant Durant couldn't play. Yeah. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid uh, had contact tracing from a fucking uh, barbershop. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they, they weren't the best they could have been. Durant hasn't played in like a month now already, and uh, he's still he's already ruled out tomorrow night too. They need to ramp well, him up. They said, "Just fucking heal." Hopefully, I mean, they, hopefully Blake Griffin uh, contributes some, and oof, he's washed up, Frank. I don't know, but you know what? A washed up player off the bench could help. It's a low risk, high reward signing. It, it was a good signing. Yeah, so. off, if he, if he if he plays a lot, then you know it's it's not good. But if he's uh, getting uh, ten to twenty minutes a night, then that will actually work out. He's going to take minutes away from Claxton though, which sucks because Claxton has played very well. Well, we'll see. By the way, what did you think of that dunk contest? Boring. <laughs> There's a reason they do it on NBA Saturday night. You, there, there, there was not enough time for that dunk contest to actually breed and actually help. And without a, a, a true crowd in there, it just is not the same. How did they not give it to Obi Toppin? Uh, I think it was a toss-up. I, I think uh, the other guy was a little shorter and doing the, uh, the kiss at the rim. But he didn't even do it. Uh, what can I say? And they changed the rule because of uh, Dwayne Wade. You saw Dwayne Wade did a couple years ago, right? Or was it last year? What did, what did he do? I don't remember that. Uh, I forgot who was in there. But I know that it was like uh, the final was uh, who did the last two were. You know, I remember dunk contests more from years ago than the last few years because they just haven't been the same. And, like, uh, a guy from the Miami Heat was in the final. And uh, Dwayne Wade gave his opponent a seven on his dunk. And fixed it. Oh, my God. So, Dwayne Wade, yeah. uh, they, they did the Dwayne Wade rule. Now you root for it. And now you make the your selection, you pick who's going to win. And three out of the five uh, voted for uh, the other guy. I mean, yeah, that's total fixed job. You know, uh, the the NBA all dunk contest was much better when 
they had actual stars in it. You know, you know who fucked the the the, uh, the dunk contest? LeBron James never wanted to do it because he's a fucking asshole. I can't believe he's never done it. He never did it. Now I wouldn't say he would do it. Should do it now. But in his first two or three years, he should have done it. Kobe Bryant won it as an 18-year-old. I mean, Vince Carter did it. These are the people who you remember. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Nate, and, uh, Robinson. Nate Robinson jumping over Dwight Howard. Yep. In the green Knicks uniform calling himself Kryptonite. Yeah, that was awesome. These are moments you remember. D. Brown blindfolding himself. What about when Blake Griffin jumped over the car? Yep. The Kia. I mean, uh, the only... I I don't know who the other two guys were. I still don't remember their names. I know Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin is the only one that's going to have an NBA career. The other guys are going to be basically bums their whole life. They're going to be playing in the G... The other guy was a G-leaguer. Yeah. One of the guys was actually in the G-league, not an NBA player. Yeah, it's not even like Toppin's done well as a rookie. I mean, he was first-round pick for the Knicks, but he hasn't really done much. The, uh, the other guy the Knicks got has been better. Yeah, Emmanuel quickly has been better. And everyone uh, ripped him for drafting him. By the way, World Wide West is the one who apparently pushed for that. His son, World Wide West's son, uh, was dorm mates with Quickly since, like, their freshman year. Well, it's been a good pick. Yeah, very good. He's been uh, really a silver lining. And, uh, hey, they were talking about it, too. Like, the Knicks are very much on the er- on the vari- horizon, I should say, of attracting, like, a superstar here. I'm, I mean, uh, the, the, the way this year's gone, I mean, unless they have, like, a really bad second half, I think Thibodeau is like almost like a lock to be the uh, coach, coach of the, of the year. year. Absolutely, um, they need to extend Julius Randle. Yep, I, I think they will. They have a lot of cap space, so um, they need to extend Randle and then possibly get another star here. But I think to prevent the second half slump, they're being pretty aggressive on the trade market right now. They're trying to trade for Victor Oladipo from the Rockets, who are just going to give him away. He's in a contract year, and they're second to last in the Western Conference. I mean, the, the Rockets are a fucking mess. That's why yeah. James Harden wanted out. And now, like, Oladipo hasn't really necessarily even played that well. He's shooting 38% from the field, 31% from three. But he would be a good addition to this next team. And uh, they need another consistent score um, to complement Randall. Yeah. Hopefully Mitch Robinson comes back soon. And Taj Gibson possibly will be back soon. But um, Derek Rose is also ruled out tomorrow still with the COVID protocol. So I'm guessing he tested positive. That's what that tells me. Probably. They, they could definitely use Rose back too. But, I mean, as long as they don't just have the second half slump, they'll be in the playoffs. Yep. For the first time since 2013. I still can't believe those fans celebrating in the street after going uh, 500. Gotta have something. They haven't had anything to celebrate about in six years, seven years. Can you blame them? <laughs> I guess not. 
the most passionate fan base, like, and they put up with a lot for a long time. This is a team you could root for too, and are very fun to watch and follow because it's Thibodeau's team. They they play hard, they play great defense, and think of this too, Frank. They're 29th in the league in scoring right now. They only average 104 points a game. It's their defense and their grittiness, and they stay in games and they win close games. They pull them out. They they, uh, they are very good at winning those close games. I mean, it's it, what it, the turnaround has been nothing uh, short of amazing. And they've played better even without their starting center. They haven't had Mitch Robinson in like a month. They've had Nerlens Noel playing center and Taj Gibson backing him up, and those guys have played well in this system because they play defense and they rebound. Something that the Nets, I mean, I think the Nets will probably win the finals this year anyway, but the Nets had guys who, you know, like a Nerlens Noel or a Taj Gibson, they have a much better defense. They have a horrible defense. Well, hopefully uh, Blake Griffin's a little good at uh, is able to get some rebounds. Yeah, that's the hope. Also, I heard that Andre Drummond uh, possibly might be signing with them too. Yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, um, looks like they're going to wisely avoid Boogie Cousins. Yeah, they have to. I mean, that, teams get better when they get rid of him. Yeah, it's true. He's also, he's a physical wreck. But, but that shifting would be nice. Over, shifting over, Frank, um, Dak Prescott finally got his money. He deserved it. I, mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think he's that great, but, you know, the Cowboys owed it to him. Think of how far we've come, too. When Eli Manning signed his contract extension, what, it was 10, 12 years ago, whenever it was, he got like $25 million a year, and that was the highest <clears> paid contract in the league. Well, everything well, rises. Yeah. $40 million. The quarterbacks are not going to be on the cap pretty soon. I think that's going to be the next uh, <coughs> CBA, is that they're going to have the quarterbacks exempt from the cap, which I think is the correct thing for the NFL to do. Either that or they need to raise it. Last year it was $198 million. This year the fucking cap is $182.5 million. It's always based on the previous year's uh, revenue. Yeah, and it sucked last year without fans. Yeah, that's why, they got, that's why the best thing to do is to make the quarterback exempt. Yeah, and the Giants, who don't even have an expensive quarterback, they were at $193 million and they had to release um, Kevin Zeitler, who was like their best offensive lineman. Says to make twelve million. We have a young line, but you have veterans. I don't know how <laughs> you could call it a young line. <laughs> Meanwhile, Solder hasn't played in two years, and he's going to be released this year. Is it me, or does Kim Jones like like have it out for David Gellerman? And David Gellerman can't stand Kim Jones. She has a very good relationship with Odell Beckham, and Gettleman traded him, so obviously that hurt her career when that happened. And, like, it always sucks. As a young reporter, I mean, it sucks when, you know, building relationships with certain players and then they leave or get traded or get released. But that was Odell. Like, was that was a king-sized relationship, and he got rid of it. The way he got rid of – Gettleman got rid of him, and, like, he was hurt, and obviously she took his side. And, uh, yeah, it was very, like, 
very rude, honestly. Like she's, yeah, she's doing her job, but like it was very rude. And like the Giants whole offensive line, they're all either 26 or younger and have little experience. And besides Zeitler, and you can't even count Solder, but she like went at his throat yesterday. <laughs> you know, Gettleman's been rude to her in the past, but you know, that was, uh, I mean, he was in the right yesterday. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, so now, of course, they, they tagged Leonard Williams, which is $19 million. They'll probably sign him to a $20 million deal a year uh, extension. They might be able to bring back Dalvin Tomlinson now that they release Kevin Zeitler, but we'll see. They're probably going to have to look to the draft for most things. I don't, I don't really know if they could sign really anyone else this offseason. Yep. Like, they have no caps. They're not done. They're going to cut Solder probably. They cut Golden Tate. Um, they're going to have to make more moves, hopefully restructure some deals. But they're very, Gettleman's very against restructuring deals, and that's why he's getting a lot of heat right now, too. Um, it's like what the Saints are doing, though. They keep pushing money down the line. Giants are still rebuilding. They don't want to do that. So mm. I guess you can't really fault them there. Well, Meanwhile, uh, Cowboys, though, Frank, you see the Cowboys restructured with three of their offensive linemen, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, and Tyron Smith, and they freed up $17 million in cap space. You see, that's why they have to have the quarterback, uh, the, the quarterback uh, exemption. Yeah, because you know they went to them. They're like, "Look, we just had to sign Dak. Like, we need you guys to. Uh, if you want to be, if you want to have a good team this year, we need you to restructure." Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the Devils are not a good team this year. No. I got tortured by Avery, and I'm going to be tortured even more whenever I get back to the office. Uh. Yeah, I that have was to funny, wear Frank. a fucking. I have to wear a fucking ranger hat. Oof! When are you gonna do that? Next time I'm in the office, I'm gonna try to go in tomorrow, depending how my leg feels. So you've been working from home all week? Uh, since uh Monday. Damn. I I mean I my leg my knee is like kind of like fucked up and I got the the cellulitis is like my shin is like um twice the size of normal. Not good. No, but I think I'm going to try to go in just to try to get moving. And hopefully that helps. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, you called it in that game with you and Avery uh, when you guys went to the went to Prudential. It was one nothing Devils. And then once they tied it up, you go, look, it's going to be 5-1. to one. <laughs> P.K. Subban is such a fucking disaster. Yeah. You know... He doesn't even know where he's shooting the puck. He actually injured fucking Nico Heischer. They, they got to do whatever they can to get rid of his fucking ass. I mean, he, he, he he's perfect for Seattle Kraken. They're going to have to pay people to uh, take him away. Well, Seattle Kraken are an expansion team. And they might need a name to attract fans. So you just hope to see how crack and take him in the expansion draft. We've talked about it though on here many times. Like he's made for an expansion team right now. Yes. Well, we also have uh, spring training, of course, in in uh, full swing. Um, Ronnie couple- Mauricio has looked really good. 
Ronnie Mauricio has looked very good. The Met, a lot of the Mets prospects have Pete Crow Armstrong, Pete Matt Crow, Allen. Pete Crow Armstrong looks like he's like a fuck. Looks like he's a, a kid, and then he gets on the bases, and it's like uh, you blink, and he's on third base. Yeah, the helmet flying off too as he's rounding second. He looks like a star in the making. He does, and that he's only like eighteen years old. He turns nineteen on my father's birthday. Wow. Which is uh, in two weeks. I think, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we do have a start. They potentially do have a center fielder of the future. Brett Beatty's looked okay. But I've been truly impressed by Pete Crow Armstrong. The fact that, you know, he didn't really play any games last year. This is his first taste of professional baseball, what we've seen in the spring. Yeah, he's going to start in the Gulf Coast League. Well, that's where eighteen-year-olds start. Yeah, and the Mets optioned all of them down. Like Mauricio, too, obviously was tearing the cover off the ball. But uh, Mauricio, Allen, Crow Armstrong, Alvarez—they all went to minor league camp. Well, they were only up, and yes, there was no minor league camp. Yep, that's true. They they went to AAA, but um, I'm surprised that the Mets optioned Trevin Hildenberger, who was doing very well for them, sidearm reliever. And I thought he had a chance to make the open-day huh. roster. Hmm. He, he could be a good depth piece. Like, that's the thing. Like, this is different this year. Like, there are options in AAA, in the bullpen, and in the rotation that you could be like, okay, like, this guy's coming up. Not, oh, God, Walter Lockett again or Corey Oswald. Like, they have options. Oh, God, I hate Corey Oswald. Now, of course, they might have to use them. Uh, we could see Lucchese. Uh, in the rotation early on because Carlos Carrasco now is elbow sore and it's after throwing a live BP. Well, hopefully he'll feel better. He, he had to take the, he took the, uh, the COVID vaccine and that sort of like sapped him of some strength. Yeah. His, his body, he had some body aches. They said, um, he that could all be connected. Rojas is hoping that Carrasco could start throwing a live hitters again by next end of next week. But it's just like, kind of like, you know, race against the clock now to get him ready. Well, um, it's, you know, he doesn't have to be ready for opening day. You could just uh, skip him uh, in his uh, rotation spot. They don't need a fifth starter uh, truly until, like, uh, maybe the third turn through the rotation. I think at this point it's pretty evident that he's going to be skipped in the beginning of the year. It's They're probably going to roll with DeGrom, Stroman, Tywan Walker, and David Peterson to start the year. Peterson's looked really good so far. Pretty much he's the favorite to win the uh, – the last spot in the rotation. I think he's got it. Well, that's good. And then, of course, Taiwan Walker made his Mets debut yesterday. Did you catch any of that? Good first inning, little bump in the road in the second inning. Yeah, overall solid. But, yeah, second inning, he was struggling with his command and left some pitches up, and he got hit around a little bit. Also walked the leadoff guy. Um, he made an error himself catching a double. He would have got out of it. I think just allowing one run, and he dropped the double play ball uh, at first. Yeah. Dropped the relay throw. But uh, first start of the spring, um, Strowman's looked good. Strowman kind of got roughed up in his second start, but he looked good the first one, and uh, he's just getting going. DeGrom is hitting like 99 and 100 in his first start. Yeah, DeGrom's looked terrific. Edwin Diaz has looked very good as well. Well, let's hope he uh, pitches like that. All year. Yeah, he's got to. Um, Trevor May gave up a windy home run, but he's looked good. Oh, that home run that uh, May gave up was pathetic yesterday. It was ridiculous. 
I mean, but, that ball um, would not even made a warning track. I mean, that was really ridiculous. Yeah, I. it's nothing to be worried about. I mean, May is going to be a mainstay out there in the bullpen. Yep. Um, what's their names, too? Um, Miguel Castro has looked pretty good as well. He struck out two batters yesterday on two very good sliders. Well, you know I don't trust him. No, but he's got good stuff, and if they can kind of refine it, I mean, they need him to be a good, you know, basically a setup man. I'm rooting for Jerry Blevins to make the team. Yeah, he's throwing his 69-mile-per-hour curves. Uh, he loaded the bases the other day in one of his appearances, but he got out of it. I mean, I'm rooting for him. He was washed up for a couple of years, though, before he retired. Well, uh, basically, this is like, uh, this is, he's basically taking the attitude of, uh, if I don't make the Mets, I'm probably going to retire. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's pretty, like, I don't, I don't know that he's going to go to minor league camp. No, he won't go to minor league camp. I think he'll just walk away and retire. Yeah, well, good for him. I hope he makes it. Um, and of course, Aaron Loop's been pretty good so far. Yeah. So. Justin Wilson really got roughed up tonight in the Yan- in his Yankees debut. He had about five runs. Oh, what a shame! And the Yankees, uh, the injury bug is is back. I know already. Uh, it's not a good time to be a setup man uh, playing for a New York baseball team. First, Seth Lugo goes down with an elbow injury, and now Zach Britton follows suit with a bone chip of his own in his pitching elbow. He's going to be out like three months. Yep, and of course, you know it's only a matter of time before John Carl Stanton the uh, Pulls a uh, the abdominal muscle. Did you see his home run tonight? He absolutely murdered a baseball. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen. I mean, people are already talking about putting in futures bets for his MVP season, but, like, the guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, he'll never play. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton will be lucky to play 60 games. Yeah, I think the Yankees would be happy with that, honestly, as long as he's healthy for the postseason, too. Which is kind of what has happened the last couple of years with him. I mean, it's like opening day, and John Carlos Stanton is hurt again. See you in September. Well, I hope Judge stays healthy this year. At least he's he's had a very good spring so far as well. Yeah, we'll see. Jay Bruce is another one, too. Jay Bruce actually might make the team over. Jay Bruce is going to be on the fucking Yankees. Seems like it. He's kind of made for them with the short porch. Oh, boy. Watch him hit 40 fucking home runs. I mean, he was doing well in the band box with the Phillies, but he was not hitting for average, and he slowed down. He never hits for average. Jay Bruce is a typical Jay Bruce year is 203 with 32 homers. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what he did last year. That's what he did with the Mets. And 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 then Jay Bruce would, would would come up. He'll hit the home run when you were down eight to three, and he'll hit a solo home run. He'll come up uh, when the game when the Mets are uh, up six to two, and he'll make it uh, seven to two. But God forbid when the game's on the fucking line, then he'll fucking just don't do anything. Is that to do what Jay Bruce does? That's why he's the man with no fucking use. Yeah, it's uh. He was really good in 2017, but the team was horrible when they traded him. 
Yeah, and but he and then he had that 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 plantar fasciitis, and they wouldn't put him on the fucking disable list, and it was just like he was uh, batting one eighty with like three home runs and four RBIs. Here's what I think: what we forget too was he traded. So now, now they traded him in 2017, then they re-signed him in 2018. Yes. But then what happened? And then 2018, they traded him in the offseason. He, he was part of that deal for Edlers, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And then the Mariners flipped him. Yeah, the Mariners flipped him. He's going to be 34 already this year. Yeah. And of course, the Mets, the Mets got him in his all-star season in 2016 to help you know, push them to the playoffs in the wild card in 2016. He was awful. But, he yeah, I, 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 I see him being perfect for the Yankees. Oh, yeah, no, he is. He was meant to hit the Yankee Stadium. Meant to hit at Yankee Stadium. The Mets actually traded Bruce. I didn't even realize this. They traded him on. He got picked up off waivers in 2017 when that was still a thing. Of course, that's evaporated. Um, he had 20, he had about 256, 29. No, numbers. he was part of a waiver deal post, uh, post trading that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was yeah. traded uh, in August. They got it for Ryder Ryan, who is with the Texas Rangers now. Hmm. So the Mets brought him back. He hit 223, but the Mets had nine home runs and 37 RBIs. Slowest base running sprint speed of all major league right fielders at 25.5 feet per second. That was, Frank, they literally gave him three years, 39 million. He hit 212 with three homers and 17 RBIs before being put on the disabled list in June. Well, he should have been put on the disabled list a lot sooner. Yeah, he had a hip injury that was bothering him since March. Well, no, he had a plantar fasciitis. The, uh, he had the, uh, that thing in his, his foot. He did have, you're right, he did have the plantar fasciitis. And that's basically the kiss of death when players try to play through that. It never works. No, should have, they, should have shut, they should have shut him down. Give him a month to heal and then hope that he would get better. So he actually did play. He played a little bit for the Mariners in 2019, and then they traded him to the Phillies in June. Yes. So that's where he was the last two years to finish out his deal. The last yeah. year for the uh, – or no, yeah, he batted 221 with 12 homers and 31 RBIs for the Phillies in 2019. Last year he hit 198, six homers and 14 RBIs and 32. I games. mean, that's, that's, that, that's your typical Jay Bruce. He, he's he, – He's got it. It really is home run or nothing. And then the Yankees got him on a minor league deal, but I mean, Talkman's a better fielder and faster, obviously more versatile. But um, yeah, I, I I I totally see him making the Yankees roster. I totally see him making the Yankees roster. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, in other news, Stephen Matz has is off to a nice start with the Blue Jays in the spring. Yeah, Five shutout know, innings, yeah, six Ks. You know his history. Yeah, of course. It's heaven Ligar- or hell. Ligaris too is tearing it up for the Angels at the plate. Yeah, well, <laughs> he never shows By it the- in the regular season. By the way, uh, we forgot to touch on this. The Mets are supposed to be starting talks about an extension with Lindor this week. Well, hopefully they'll get it. 
<coughs> Sounds like that's gonna happen, and and Conforto. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really see him. I really see him like signing a like a a long extension. I'll be I, I, I and I can see that working out in the next ten days. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, Texas Rangers also announced today they're uh, planning to go full capacity, forty thousand people at their ballpark this year. God bless Texas. They're not, but I mean that came out like they are. Uh, they literally are still like having rules like you have to wear a mask there's social distancing areas um no tailgating like it's not going to be like they act like it was just going to be wide open but i don't know how you socially distance that when there's forty thousand people in the ballpark but uh you know when you're outside it's it's not as bad as you're being inside oh, oh wait a second never mind texas has two domes yeah true yes they do so, yeah, so we got that going on. Um, it's Sports is about to get real exciting again and uh, should be fun. And I, really, we're getting closer to baseball, Frankel. I believe only two more shows until we – yeah, we only have two – after tonight, we have two more shows. And then uh, – Well, next week we'll be able to talk about the start of the NCAA tournament. Yes, we will. And uh, – We'll know I, the brackets. We will know the brackets. Um and then we'll take it from there. And then three three shows from now, actually, though, on the 31st, it will be the eve of opening day, which will be nice. Uh, yes, indeed. Are you ready for the heartache this season? Well, the Mets have just put the fucking whammy on themselves. <laughs> you saw that they were practicing the World Series celebration today? Yeah, what did you think about that? Uh, doesn't make me feel good. Does not make me feel good. Well, you know everyone's going to make fun of them for that. Of course they are. But if the Yankees did it, New York Post would say, classy Yankees, envisioning <laughs> the future of the championship. But the Mets do it. Classless Mets showing that you're a bunch of fucking clowns. <laughs> this is why Wilpon was good. He kept his team grounded. I'm Andy Martino. <laughs> My God. Yep. Well, Frank, on that note, let's uh, roll into some master tank this week. All righty. John Fullen wants to know how does, speaking of the devil, how does someone let the Mets celebration video see the light of day? How incompetent and also what's your World Series prediction? I say well, Mets over I White Sox. I don't think the video came out from the Mets himself. I think the video came out from someone who was like around. It was a reporter. Yeah, it was a reporter. Alex I mean, Micheletti. How do you stop it? Yeah. I mean, you're just Very fucking, uh, you're just fucking like uh, joking around, but. Of course, the media has to blow up everything to fucking uh, the proportions. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like the Mets official account posted it, so. Yeah. Alex Micheletti, Frank, wants to know, 
will Gonzaga run the table and go undefeated to win the NCAA tournament? It's hard to pick against them. It Who is do you think upsets pick? them? I got to see when the brackets get uh, revealed. But uh, it's hard to pick against them, but you know they're going to have a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, absolutely. They're known for choking in March, too. Yep. Greg Goats wants to know, he says, Frank, I've heard you talk about the roast beef and mozz sandwich multiple times. you got to go to Fiore's in Hoboken, best sandwich in New Jersey. I've heard a lot about them. I would like to get out there one day to try it. Frank, it's right literally five-minute walk from my house, not even. Well, you know, you're getting a new neighbor right here pretty soon in uh, Hoboken. Who's that? Uh, Coach Doug's is thinking about moving into Hoboken. Really? He's staying right now in uh, Brooklyn. But uh, Hoboken is where he's uh, thinking about going because he says a little more space and uh, a little more affordable. Who is he? Is he moving in with anyone or by himself? He didn't, I don't know what he's going to do. Well, Frank, if and when he moves here, you got to come out here. We got to do something. Yes. Worlds colliding. Worlds colliding. And of course, they got grubs here. You know, Grubs, uh, I think, might have shut down in New York. I, I went by last week, and they weren't open. That's odd. I didn't think they were. Uh, I, I actually don't, didn't think they even were a chain. They are. There's one on Washington Street in Hoboken. Do you know where the uh, baseball uh, marker is? I know. Uh, let me see if I could find it. Because, you know, baseball was actually invented in Hoboken. Yeah, it's near the water, I think. There's like a there's a baseball field that says 150 years of history. I mean, uh, 1846 is where it, the Elysian Field it's called. Yeah, I've seen it. And uh, supposedly there's a historical marker there that denotes that is where the first official baseball diamond was made. Here it is. On uh, June 6, 1846, the first match of baseball was played here on the Elysian Fields between the Knickerbockers and the New Yorks. It is generally conceded that until this time, the game was not seriously regarded. Looks like it's on some sort of street somewhere. Let me see. What's the address? A small remnant of the park remains bound on the west by Hudson Street and on the north by uh, Frank Sinatra Drive and on the south by Castle Point Terrace. Yeah, it's right near the water. I've seen, I just walked past it on Saturday, actually. The, uh, the west of the Elysian Parks, the intersection of 11th and Washington Street is, is where the original diamond is thought to have been, in, uh, been at. Frank, there's a lot of good places to walk here, too. Like, not only that, do you know when Doug's is going to move in? If I don't know. Probably in the next month or so. Maybe like April 1st, because that's when leases usually will start. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll see what's going on and um, definitely pick a day uh, to go out to Hoboken. Yeah, we should do like a Saturday. And then uh, look out the, uh, maybe see if we can find a place to do a hot dog taste test. Find a place to, to do uh, something else and uh, just explore Hoboken. Frank, you should move in with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a content machine, having you two be the, uh, the, <laughs> the unit house. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to look at houses. Were you looking at Lynnhurst? Lynnhurst. 
When is your thing up in your apartment? Like June or something. Oh, well, it's coming up fast. Yep. Well, Frank, we definitely, like, not only that, like, doing hot dog reviews, but Fiori's, I think definitely we need to go with Doug's. It's so good. So good. Literally, right, such a short walk from my house, and it's it's amazing. I've had it twice now, the sandwich. It's amazing. Well, they've had uh, a lot of people have copied off of that. I think they're the originals of that roast beef gravy and moots. They are. Yep. Frank, getting back into, oh, by the way, before we get back into Ask the Tank, actually, what's going on with your vaccine status? Are you going to get vaccinated soon? Uh, I still don't know. I'm hoping to, to find a way to get the fucking uh, one shot from uh, Johnson & Johnson. Well, yeah, the White House just ordered $100 million of those uh, of those vaccines. So hopefully you'll be able to get one. Yeah, that'll be nice. What's the U.S. population? Isn't it like 700 million? Something like that. Just need seven more of those batches then. But getting back into Ask the Tank, Mason at Mace underscore Mo says, Frank, if you could be a fan of any other MLB team, who would it be and why? Hard to say. You know, the Colorado Rockies might be a choice. Why is that? I don't know. I like their stadium. I like, uh, they, they, if you ever see the sunset at that stadium, it's it's spectacular. Of course, they're a been. total fucking joke. Yeah. Not fun to be a pitcher playing for that team. Not fun at all to be a pitcher. But they have good no. schools. Yep. You get that joke? Or are you too young to get the joke? I guess I'm too young. Okay, uh, Mike uh, Hampton, you know how good he was for the Mets in his one year of the Mets. And LCS MVP. Of course. Well, he left the Mets after that one season and signed to Colorado Rockies. And he says, the reason I'm going to Colorado is Colorado's got great schools. I don't want my kids uh, stuck in the New York schools. (laughs) And his career fell apart. He got tattooed regularly in the Colorado before he ended up with the Braves. Yep. And, uh, you know, even though the Mets lost their best pitcher from the 2000 season, and Hampton was very valuable, and LCS MVP, I mean, he was very big, very important. Do you know uh, who the Mets got in the competition pick for Mike Hampton? David Wright. David Wright. Yeah, so it definitely paid off. Sante Frank wants to know, what's your random superstition you believe in? <sighs> I believe in a lot of superstitions. <laughs> what's one crazy one that you have? What's one crazy one? Uh, let me see. Don't 
don't believe anything good's going to happen. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. Then yeah. you never get let down. Even though I end up getting let down anyway. Hey, but I mean, you you lived by that code, and then uh, you know it did pay off last fall. I mean, that's why I keep uh, uh, always negative. We say no, something bad's going to always happen. You sucked me into that negativity though, because I really thought, you know, when you when you were hired full time, I wasn't expecting it either, as much as you were. Like I I just didn't. I, this whole time we've been doing this show. You know, obviously, like, it's been you in the courthouse and you were there for so long and you're a part-time Barcelona for so long and it's just, like, one day, you know, the day came. And then that the, was uh, it. Dude, the, uh, the, the stars lined up. They did. They did. But you had me believing that they would never line up because that's just <laughs> your pessimism, I guess, rubbed off on me. I mean, a lot. Yeah, what helped a lot was uh, Doug's actually yeah. coming aboard. That was a, a, big, uh, a big factor. Yeah, it was. Uh, also, you have you have Big Cat to thank for that too. Yep. And of course, the uh, the friggin' just the insanity to clear the courthouse the last few months, doing uh, remote uh, the detention hearings was just a total fucking disaster. I mean, it was total fucking disaster. Yeah. Total, just just nightmare fucking on Elm Street. Sometimes it's funny how life works that way, where you, like, go through something that's, like, so painful and unenjoyable and tough, and it's like you make it through, you persevere, and then you get paid off in the end. I mean, it, I mean, just brutal. But hopefully I'll be able to get back in the office in the next day or two. Just just so my leg just feels a little bit better. I mean, I think that this, this, this swelling uh, was, uh, was up a little bit this morning. But it feels like it's going back down again. Well, and these feels a little bit better. But Very that's good. Last question for uh, before the show ends, Frank. So we're almost out of time. Uh, J Sports nineteen ninety nine wants to know what are your expectations for Pete Alonso and Marcus Stroman this year, statistic wise. I think Marcus Stroman has a big year. I think he wins fourteen games, has an ERA uh, slightly above three, and of course he debuted his split changeup. Too this this uh, yep. spring, which looks very nasty. Yep. Pete Alonso, <clears throat> I expect uh, no worse than two forty and uh, thirty five homers. That's it. That's kind of light. Well, we'll see. He was on pace as bad as he was uh, last year in the shortened season. He was on pace for like forty three homers. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, he might be better. What do you think about Jeff McNeil? Uh, three fourteen, fifteen homers. How many RBI? Um, 
maybe about 80. I think the last one then I want to ask you is uh, Lindor. What does he do this year? 320, 30 homers, uh, 85 RBI. I would sign up for that right now, Frank. Here's a prediction. We have um, James McCann will have better numbers uh, batting average wise, maybe not power numbers than uh, Rio Muto. You think so? Yeah. McCann looks good so far this spring. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I I think that I I also I like his defense too. He's already thrown a couple guys out too. Yes, he has. <clears throat> he's done some good work with the. Uh, he's done some good work with the uh, pitching staff. Yes, he has, and I think it'll make a difference. So, on that note. We're just about out of time. Thanks, everybody, for listening again this week. Uh, remember to rate, download, review, and subscribe. And, Frank, take us out with a little song if you have one. No song today. I sung my song at the beginning of the show. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War.